You know, when, when it comes to pr- your prayer life and your prayer time, don't let that time become a religious ritual or a duty. You know, if you, you know, uh, I remember when the, when the Ben Dixon said, if your prayers aren't moving you, they're probably not moving God either. And, and so, so I would encourage you be engaged when you, when you connect in, in prayer and we come here and there, some of you may feel uncomfortable. This is awkward. It's 30 minutes and we're, we're doing this, but no, you have to understand that there there's, this is corporate prayer. And so just by when someone's praying in English and you just say, yes, or I agree with that, or you say what they say, you're adding your agreement to that. You don't have to be silent where you're seated and just, well, I'm going to wait till he's done. And then we're going to pray in the spirit. No, no. Yes. We, we add our, what we call, we, you know, you're, you praying in tongues is your ancient language and, and it's clean. It's precise. It's the exact perfect will of God. God loves to hear your prayer language. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, make sure you're engaged in our prayer time. And also you watching by at home, make sure that you're engaged in this time because it's in that power of agreement that things change. Amen. Amen. So are you excited for the word tonight? Amen. Well, I'm excited to bring the word to you tonight and, and I'm going to, going to lay, I'm going to just, I'm going to say this. I'm going to make some deposits in us, in the, in the spirit tonight. And it, and it has to do with what I believe um, is, is laying groundwork, just as I've been talking about, you know, revival when I was with, with you a couple of Sundays ago, you know, revival and, and the things I've been sharing in that, I, I believe I'm just sowing some things into our hearts, whether you've received up here or not, I believe I'm sowing some things into the spirit of the church. And, and tonight is also one of those messages that's really going to catapult some other things that we're going to step into, uh, in the, in the weeks to come. And, uh, and so if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be teaching tonight. So I'm going to go to quite a bit of scripture. Uh, if you don't get there, you can look on the screen or just take notes. Um, and you can go back and look at these scriptures later on, but I want to start in second uh, Timothy chapter one. And this is where, uh, Nikki was last week and what a powerful message she ministered last week about fear, about the, the love of God, about, about power, you know, a miraculous force. And, and also Vic, I want to encourage you, what a great word you spoke on Sunday morning as well during the first service. Encourage you, if you weren't here in the first service, you can go on YouTube and, and check that out. But, uh, let's, uh, let's look at this in second Timothy chapter one. I'm in first Timothy. So let me get a second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let's, let's read this together for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's read it one more time for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, say power. power. Tonight, I want to talk about his power. I want to talk about his power. You see, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but what did he give us? He gave us power. He gave us power. Now, I want you to understand, it's not your power. It's his power. It's not my power. It's his power. It's not my ability. It's his ability. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 says, and uh, Deborah just actually prayed this. She says, but how are people to call upon him whom they have not believed and whom they have not ha- in whom they have no faith? On whom they have no reliance, and how are they to believe in him, adhere to, and trust and rely on him, of whom they've never heard, and how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men be expected to preach unless they're sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings? How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news, say good news, of his good things. I'm reading the Amplified. But they have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed, had faith in what he has heard from us? So faith comes by hearing 
what is heard. What faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. So we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to I, I want to preach to you because I'm a messenger sent to preach to you. And I'm, I'm preaching something for you to, to what? For you to have faith in something. So when anyone's preaching and you're listening to preaching, it should make deposits of faith in what they're preaching. So I'm laying some things in our hearts tonight that's going to deal with his power. Dealing with his power. You know, we come to church, especially as what we call ourselves word of faith people. We come to church oftentimes and, and we, we, we come on a Sunday or, a, or on, a, on a Wednesday and we're like, man, I'm going to hear a good word tonight. I'm going to hear a good word tonight. And we, we so focus on the word and we should because the word, the word doesn't change. The, the word is, is, is powerful. The word is, 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 is where we receive. We, when we receive that word, it has the ability, James says, to save our soul. Meaning it has the ability to transform us. It has the ability to change us. And yes, we should be coming to expecting to receive a word. But we have to also understand that we should not just be coming to expect to receive a good word. But we should also be expecting to understand and receive his power. Because Jesus told us that signs follow the word preached. Right? That, that when the word is preached, it would be accompanied by power. So yes, we need to be expecting a good word, but just as much as I'm expecting to walk in those doors on a Sunday morning, I need to be expecting that I'm going to see and, and receive and, 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 and see his power demonstrated. Say his power. Go to Romans chapter one. Because in Romans 10, it talked about this, that this gospel, this, this preacher would be preaching these good tidings. Now let's look at Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. It says, Both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the cultured and to the uncultured, both to the wise and the foolish, he says, I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. I mean, he said, Both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. Was the Greeks? Who were the Greeks? The Greeks were the scholars of the day. The Greeks were all about philosophy. The Greeks were all about gaining more wisdom. So he he says both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. So were, were the barbarians? Barbarians were the the uneducated ones. He says, and then the Amplified says to the cultured and to the uncultured. He says to the wise and to the foolish. So no matter who I'm speaking to, I have a obligation. Paul's saying, I've got an obligation, meaning there's, there's a purpose, meaning that I'm here for, I have an obligation. You know, if you are obligated to do something, that means that there's, there's, no, there's no plan B. You're, you have an obligation. So Paul is telling us whether I'm talking to a Greek or I'm talking to a barbarian, a cultured, a wise or a foolish, it doesn't matter. I have a obligation. And I love how the Amplified says this. It says, I have an obligation to discharge and I have a duty to perform and I have a debt to pay. Meaning because of what I've experienced and because of what I know, I'm required. I've got a debt to pay. I've got a debt to pay. Verse 15 says, so for my part, for my part, I'm willing and eagerly ready to preach the gospel. So what was he obligated to do? What was his duty to perform? What was it that I may eagerly, that I may eagerly be ready to preach the gospel? The King James says, so as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel. To you that are in Rome also. Verse 16 says, and the King James says, why? For I'm not ashamed of this gospel. What are the, what's the gospel? The gospel is the good news. So you could say the gospel is the word that's being preached. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? 
because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Meaning, I've got to release this. I have this, I have this message to preach. Why? Because this message that I'm preaching is accompanied with power. That when this gospel is preached, when this good news is preached, that when someone receives that word, when someone receives that word, it is the power of God unto salvation. Meaning, that word, that gospel that I'm preaching, that word I'm speaking, it should lead me into the power of salvation. And we could call, we know that word salvation is soteria. It's, it, it's, it, it's uh, preservation. It's, um, it's, it's healing. It's peace. It's freedom. There's so many things wrapped up in that Greek word salvation. So it's saying that this good news that I'm preaching, that I'm eagerly preaching, that I have an obligation to preach, that when that word is preached, it has the power to bring salvation. But how often do we come into a service, a meeting or a, a small group or, or a Bible study or whatever it is. And, and we just sit back and like, well, I'm, yes, this can be a good word. But do you, are you expecting the power that accompanies the word? We have to be expecting his power when the word is going forth. Because I'm telling you, you don't want Justin's power because I don't have any. Without the Holy Spirit and without his ability in me, I couldn't stand up and, and minister to you tonight. His power, his ability. Yes, the word. We, 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 we preach the word here. But we need to come to a place where we're expecting power. Expecting power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. King James says this. It says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. It's full, the preaching of the cross, the gospel, to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. Think about it, the preaching of the cross. To them, to, to the world, per se, it's foolishness. But to us, it's the power of God. Verse 19, for it is written, it says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Now, now think about it. For the Jews seek after a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. You know what? And, and those, I believe those two groups are still alive today. You've got a whole group of Christians that all they're out for is power and all they're out is for to see something. All they're out is to to, to uh, you know, have some sort of supernatural experience. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go to listen to anyone. They'll talk to anyone. They'll go into rooms and prophesy over each other. And, and, and all these things, all because they're wanting to experience some sort of aspect of power. And yet you have this whole other school over here that you have these people over here that they're Greeks. And all they're doing is seeking for more revelation, more wisdom. And so there's these two schools of people, but what is, what is Paul saying here? What does he tell us here? He says, he says, but we preach Christ, meaning this is what the Jews are seeking after. This is what the Greeks are seeking after. But what do we do? We preach Christ Amen. crucified, 
Now, under, under the Jews, it's a stumbling block. And under the Greeks, it's foolishness. But under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. See, I, I can't separate, I can't separate the, the message from the power. I can't, I can't be just so focused on just give me a good word. Now I've got to understand that the word produces power. We preach Christ and him crucified and Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. (laughs) The foolishness of God is why, meaning (laughs) the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And then it says the weakness of God is stronger than men. Meaning the weak, the, the weakest that God can be is stronger than any man will ever be. No matter how mighty that man could be, God is still stronger. See, because when you really think about it, if you're just seeking a sign or if you're just seeking wisdom, you're all about, you're all about yourself. But this is all about him. Power. Say his power. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 15. I'll read the Amplified. It says, After all, though you should have 10,000 teachers and guides to direct you in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And what is the gospel? What is the gospel is what the power of God unto salvation. Verse 16. So I urge and I implore you, be imitators of me. For this very cause I sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and trustworthy child in the Lord, who will recall to your minds my methods of proceeding and course of conduct and the way of life in Christ, such as I teach everywhere in each of the churches. Some of you become conceited and arrogant and pretentious, counting on my not coming to you. Verse 19, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord is willing And then I will perceive and understand not what the talk of these puffed up and arrogant spirits amount to, but their force. Let me read this in the King James, verse 18. Now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them that which are puffed up, but the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Now, do you, do you see this, this connection that the Holy Spirit wants to, us to get a hold of tonight? That, that it's, see, because we can get arrogant about how much word we know. You can get arrogant about how many scriptures you can quote. You can, you can get arrogant about how many Bible schools you've been to. And you can get puffed up about so many things, about how God might have used you way back when, or, or you did this, and, and how you can operate in this, and you can do this. But understanding that it's not about what you can do. It's not about being puffed up with and being arrogant about how much knowledge you have, but understanding that the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. you, Father. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Say his power. Thank you, Father. Hmm. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Start in verse 4. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel. Now, what's the gospel? The gospel is what the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is what's preached, right? So how do you preach? You preach with words, right? For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. 
Let's, let's say that together. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. As you know, what manner of men we were among you for your sake. See, I, I want you to see tonight that, that the word is always connected to power. Let's not get so focused on, give me more revelation, give me more revelation. I'm telling you, we, we have to, the gospel is always the gospel. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Thank you, Father. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Thank you, Father. Verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost... Now, now listen, and have tasted the good word of God. Let's stop there. Now, see, now if you go back and you look at chapter five in this, that he really gets on to the writer of Hebrews is saying, he tells them that you all ought to be teachers by now. Meaning you should be teachers, but you're unskillful in the word of righteousness. And he goes on and he talks about that all these elementary things, the laying on of hands and all these different things. And he, he goes in here and he says, for it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift, were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, some of us in here, we have, we have received some good word. How I many people you say, you can, you can say, God is, God is, I've heard some great word that, that, that I've heard scriptures that God's revealed things to me. How many people can say that, right? You've tasted the good word of God. I, I know I have. In 27 years being born again, I'm telling you, I, I have, I, I, the word of God has changed my life. It's changed my life. I've tasted the good word of God. But then we, we can't just stop there. But then it tells us and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. See, this isn't for one day in the future. This isn't one day in the by and by. See, the writer here is telling you this is this is what we should you should be operating in. You, you have tasted the good word of God you, and, and the powers of the world to come. I'm telling you, we should be, we should be experiencing the power of heaven on earth on a regular basis. But sometimes we just settle for a good word. We make no draw on a demand or a gift or an expectancy on the power. I'm, 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 I'm guilty. I'm guilty of, of coming into services or, or coming into thing and it's been a long day. I've been tired and, and you come in and I'm coming to hear a message and, and all that. And, and I'm hearing the message and I'm going, oh, that's a good word. That's a good word. But am I releasing my faith in the power of what that word was meant to do when it was preached in the first place? Why? Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I mean, we know if you keep reading in Hebrew, we, you go back to Hebrews four, we know that even it, it, it correlates things and it said because they didn't mix faith with it. So it's not just just coming in and expecting a word, but am I expecting the power? So if I hear a, a minister and all of a sudden he's the Lord t- tells him to say, I, I come here on a, on a Sunday morning, the Lord tells me to preach about healing. Are you, are, are you mixing your faith for healings to take place as the word is going forth? Or, or even maybe during a service, the, the minister is giving an altar call at the end of the service. And, 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 you know, we all are polite and we put our hands in the front of the chair in front of us. And some of them are gripping it tight because they don't want to raise their hands. But there's some of us that we're sitting there and we're just waiting for this part of the service to be over. Because we're already saved and we're just waiting for that part to be over. 
Instead of mixing our faith, praying and believing, the word just went forth. The gospel was just preached. Lord, so I know the power of God is, is here and, and that, that, Lord, I'm praying that they will yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because no one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit leads them. And I, I know the Holy Spirit's always leading, but I believe sometimes people aren't able to yield because of distractions. Do you, do you see, you have a part to play in what happens within a service. And you're like, really, Pastor? Well, if it, if it was the case in Jesus' day, how much more in my day? Crowds were thronging Jesus, surrounding him. And yet it took a woman that decided to draw on the power, not just the message. Because we know she had to have heard a message before. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So there was some time, maybe she heard a word. Maybe it was from Isaiah 42. That she heard a word preached at one point that said, talked about the Messiah that was coming and he would rise with healing in his wings. Maybe that was in Mal- actually Malachi. So maybe she heard a prophet speak about Malachi, that healing would be rising in his wings. And see, see, the wings weren't just the wings of a dove, but the wings had to do with the, the high priest garment. That so, so see, she heard that preached somewhere. That's why she, she would touch the hem of his garment because the hem were the wings. So, but see, you had, someone had to draw on the power. Someone had to expecting the power when the word was preached. See, we can, I I can, I can, I can talk and I can use, you know, buzzwords of Christianity, like revival, move of God, all these different things. We can use these things, but have you hooked your faith up with that? Are you, are you waiting to feel something? See, God's not, I'll tell you, we don't need to be waiting on God to move. God's already moved. He's given us the word. We have to be the move of God. And how do we move? How do we be the move of God? It's through our faith. It's through standing on the word, declaring what's already been said. I mean, if it was the case of someone mixed it, Jesus stood and he taught the word. He taught the word. He said, you know, it even said, uh, it says even, uh, I think it's in Luke 5 and Mark 2. You know, he says, he said, Jesus taught the word and it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. But yet not one person got healed. Until there was a group of people that ripped the roof off the ceiling and hooked their faith up with the word that was preached. And when that happened, they they said, we have seen strange things today. You see, it's not just the preaching of the good. The kingdom isn't in word only. But it's in power. I I don't want to be a powerless pastor. I don't want to be a powerless church. Say his power. Think about that. Tasting the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Go to Romans 15. So the, the word tells us, let every thing be established by two or three witnesses. I think I'm giving you more than two or three witnesses about the connection of the word and power. Romans 15, Romans 15. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. It says, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God. Remember, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So he ministered the gospel of God that the, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore whereof I may glory. Through Jesus Christ in those things that pertain unto God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ had not wrought by me. To make the, the, the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Through mighty signs and wonders. By the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, which would be Albania... I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Now think about that. So he talked about this gospel to the Gentiles. So this would all be through the mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So what do we see? We see a connection that I preach the gospel of Christ. Preaching is proclaiming. Preaching is saying words. Preaching is declaring something. And and he hadn't fully preached the gospel until there were signs and wonders associated with it. Jesus went about what? Teaching, preaching, and healing. If we're not seeing the power, then we haven't fully seen the gospel. If we're not seeing power then we're not seeing the gospel in complete operation. I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Verse 20, thus my ambition has been to preach the gospel, not where Christ's name has already been known, lest I build another man's foundation. But instead, I would act on the principle as written, they shall see whom they've never been told of him, and they understand whom they've never heard of him. Thank you, Father. The gospel is the power. Say his power. Go to Ephesians 6. Told you I had a lot of scripture tonight. Thank you, Father. His power. His power. It's not my power. It's his power. Hallelujah. You know, so often when I first knew God called me into ministry years ago. And just my heart was just, I just, God, I just want to be used by you. I just want to be used by you. But yet I was too afraid to let him use me. But there was this fear on the inside of me of what if it doesn't work? Am I the only one? <laughs> and, and so you have, we, I put so much pressure on myself to be a healer. Put so much pressure on my, myself to to, you know, you know if, if, if no one answers the altar call, I guess I'm just a failure. And, and so, so we find ourselves in these, in these positions, in these roles, because, because we so bad want to be used by God. But you have to understand, it's not about you. I had to come to the realization, I'm not the healer. I'm not, I'm not the one that drums up power. It's just being obedient to the word. And when I understood that, that I was now, I was able to release him into someone's life instead of releasing me into someone else's life. 
You know, it's not about, you know, we're all called, we're all ministers of reconciliation. But it's not up to you. It's not up to you to, let me just, now may I explain this. Are you the harvester? Is God the harvester? Now, we're, the harvest is white. We're, we're vessels. We're seed sowers. We're, that's all you are. You're a seed sower. You're a seed sower. But you have to understand, you have to put faith in the seeds that you sow. Because what the gospel is the power of God to salvation. So you release the gospel in faith. Then you let God work. Not you work. It's not, whether they ever pray with you or not, it, has, it, it does not matter. Whether they get healed, that moment when you lay hands on them or not, doesn't matter. The point is, you released his power. You know, I, I, if you think about it from this standpoint of, get a picture of, you know, when Jesus took the, the blind man and he, he spit in the ground and he made things of mud and he put those, that mud in the blind man's eyes. Now, look at this from a different perspective for a moment. What are you and I made out of? Dust, clay, dirt. Now, now just, just get a picture of this. I, 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 see, a, I see a prophetic symbolism in, in this understanding that, that <laughs> we are, you and I are that mud that Jesus put in the blind man's eyes. And I believe that, that we understand it's just, just you have to just let him use you. But realize it's his power. You don't have to have all the right words to say. You don't know how, you don't have to know how to, to quote every scripture in Romans for the Roman road to salvation. Sometimes some, somebody just needs to hear your story. And I'm telling you, we all have a story. And the same power that took place in your life that, that God did in your story, when you release that story, that same power will be present. It's his power. I'm running out of time. But you can just mark scriptures in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Being strong in the Lord in the power of his might. It's his might. Stop being strong in yourself. Don't don't have to put on a show. Just be strong in him. Thank you, Father. Ephesians 3.21, you make note of that. What does it say? He is exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, think, dream, or imagine. And a lot of times we stop there. He is abundantly above all we could ask, think, dream, or imagine. You got to read the rest of the verse. According to what? His power working in me. See, this, this being above, <laughs> he is above all I could ask, think, dream, or imagine. According to his power working in me. So really it comes down to my degree of allowing his power to work in me will be, give me the ability to live, to operate above all I could ask, think, dream, or imagine. 
Me living above all I could ask, think, dream, or imagine is going to be dependent of how I'm going to let his power work in me. I'm going to close with these three scriptures, and I'll have you turn to these. Psalms 21. And we're in, these are all in Psalms here. Thank you, Father. His power. Say His power, his power. is working in me. And it's working in me mightily. Thank you, Father. Psalms 21, verse 13. Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. When was the last time you just woke up in the morning and you started praising him for his power? When have we even maybe on a Sunday morning where we just, we just stopped and said, hey, let's, let's just praise him for his power for a moment. <laughs> what about that, Deborah? Just, we just, just praise him for his power. See, we, we often like, do we, you know, we'll, we'll, nothing's wrong with this, so please hear me correct. We, we like to praise him for how much he loves us. Oh, how, how, how blessed we are and how wonderful he is. But this specifically talks about that we praise him for his power. Maybe we took a little more time in our lives and praise him for his power, we may see a little more power. Maybe. Go to Psalms 59. Psalms 59, verse 16 and 17, I think. Verse 16 says, But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. We say, I will sing of thy power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe in just your own, oh, while, you're, while you're in the shower, just make up your own song about his power. Sing of his power. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now we'll close with this. I. I don't want to use the word promise, but um, Psalm 71. Thank you, Father. Now, the top of, my, of this chapter in my Bible, it says the prayer of an aged man. Well, I, I don't consider myself an aged man. <laughs> so this is, this, is, this is a prayer of your pastor. Thank you, Father. Verse 16 says... I will go in the strength. Now, remember, this is a prayer of an aged man. So this is, this is what a man's praying that has experienced God throughout his life. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I'm old and gray-headed... O God, forsake me not until I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Now, let me read this in the Amplified. It says, yes, even when I'm old and gray-headed. I've got some. It's over here. When I'm old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, but keep me alive. Why does he want to be kept alive? Why? Until I have declared your mighty strength to this generation and your might and power to all that are to come. We need to be talking about his power. We need to be talking about his power. This gray, he said, I don't want to leave. Keep me alive. Why? Because I've got to tell other people about his power. I've got to tell other people about his power. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, forgive us where we have maybe have taken your power for granted. I thank you for your power 
your power working in us. I thank you for your power working in Heritage of Faith. I thank you for your power working in all of our children and our grandchildren. Your power working in this place. I thank you for your power working in our community. I thank you for your power working in our local businesses. I thank you that your power is working in our schools. We welcome your power. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just stand to your feet and just start thanking him for his power. Thanking him for his power. Hallelujah. Thank you for your power. Hallelujah. 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 If you're born again in this place tonight, then you know what? Then you've seen his power. So you have something to be thankful for. Oh, Father, I thank you. We praise you for your power. We praise you for your power. Your power is, is all sufficient. Your power. There's nothing, there's nothing lacking in your power. There's nothing lacking in your ability. I thank you that your power is working in this place. I thank you that we will continue to see your power flow. Sunday after Sunday, we will see your power to continue to build and increase and expand. We thank you for your power. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your power working and flowing. Your power. Hallelujah. To know your power. To know your power. Hallelujah. We'll sing of your power. We'll talk of your power. Hallelujah. We'll praise you for your power. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. All of us. I thank you for your power flowing in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you that your spirit, your power is touching every person in here, every person watching by way of internet. I thank you that your power Hallelujah. Touching them right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Overwhelmed, overcome by your power. Oh, Father, I thank you that as we come here Sundays and Wednesdays, Father, I thank you that we will continue to taste the good word of God. And I thank you that we will also taste of the power of the world to come. Hallelujah. We will, we will experience, we will know firsthand. That's what taste is, is to experience firsthand. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Operating in this building, operating. Hallelujah. In this building. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that not only in this building, but I thank you that that same power, hallelujah, will flow through the hands, the words, the hearts, hallelujah, of every person, hallelujah, that's in here. Every person, Father, that's listening, that as they release you and they release the gospel into someone else's life, I thank you they release that power and that power will be present to change people's lives. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you for your power. Oh, hallelujah. We're expecting your power. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we even set our faith now, Lord, as, as Eric ministers this Sunday. I thank you, Father, that, that I thank you for that your power will be present. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you for your power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I declare that healing, his healing presence is working in you. Just thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for his power. Thank you for his word and his power tonight. We praise you, Father. You receive this word tonight. Like I said, I'm sowing seeds. Sowing seeds, what I believe God's taken us. Hallelujah. Because I know when I sow seeds, there's always harvests. Hallelujah. So we will receive the harvest of this word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. <clears throat> 